Hi, this is Louis Canio. Welcome to the Doctor and Dad podcast. This fast-paced weekly podcast delves into the latest scientific findings on how we can all live longer and better lives. I'm the dad, and my daughter, Nicole, is a family medicine doc who trained at the renowned Cleveland Clinic. We hope you enjoy this short, informative show, and please be sure to visit thedoctorandad.com. Uh, and by the way, the doctor is abbreviated in that. So it's T-H-E-D-R-A-N-D-D-A-D.com for the show notes um, and other resources to help you learn about extending your health span. Within the notes, you'll find links to a bunch of stuff we discussed. So be sure to check it out. And thanks for listening. Hi, doctor. Hi, dad. So today we're talking about... Uh, plant-based artificial meat, which sounds really weird. I mean, this stuff didn't exist maybe five years ago, but uh, it's all over the news now, you know, the Beyond Meat Burger and Impossible Foods and all that stuff. So so really, really talkable, topical. And, uh, you know, the question that we're going to dive into today is, is it healthier for us, this plant-based artificial meat? Is it healthier than... Um, than regular meat. And I think we need to kind of acknowledge at the start that uh, there haven't been, um, at least that I'm aware of, that I could find in my research, any longitudinal studies that are really, you know, studying the effects of this on people over time. Right. No, not yet. I'm sure there just hasn't been enough, enough time with this stuff out. Yeah. So it's, you know, as with any new food product, it's kind of, um, a crapshoot maybe they'll find out um like they did with margarine let's say that it's worse than the real thing or um there'll be some some pluses to it uh, but one of the things we can do obviously is dive into the um uh, into the um you know how they're made and, and what they're made of and all that to, to kind of get some semblance of uh, okay what uh how does this compare with regular meat and um and, and how does it compare from a both macro nutrient level and, and as well as vitamins and minerals? So Right. Yeah. There's some obvious things you can kind of glean from it as yeah. far as health. Um, but I don't think we'll know everything for a little while. Wow. So have you tried one of these meat products? You're, you're anti-red meat anyway, right? Well, I'm not really anti-red meat. I just don't really care for it. So I don't eat much of it. Like I'll eat... You know, a meatball, yes. home home cooked home cooked meatball. When was the last time you had a steak? Oh, I I I have no idea. I don't think I've ever ordered one in my life. Um, I just don't care for it, so I'm not going to order it. Um, yeah. But I don't I don't care well, for burgers. You don't cook it at and, home either. No, we don't cook it at home. But that's because I don't like it, and Brandon doesn't mind. So, um, so I'm not a big fan of like the taste. I guess of of red meat um so, so you're not going to go out there and look look for a red meat alternative substitute right exactly <laughs> and that's what's different about these is it's not like you know there's been veggie burgers out um but that's geared you know for the vegetarian or or vegan <laughs> population um and it's not necessarily meant to taste like meat um some a lot of people are vegetarians because, you know, for all, all sorts of different reasons, but um, they don't necessarily like the taste of meat. So their veggie burgers are going to taste like vegetables. 
Um, but these ones, this is supposed to taste like meat and not necessarily just geared to those who don't eat meat, but as I guess more of a alternative for even people who do eat meat, who are trying to maybe be healthier or eat something different. Exactly. And so, and I had, I had intended to try one because I have not tried, mm-hmm. um, but I had intended to try one prior to this podcast and, and have to say that. I have failed. So, but um, yeah, but well, I, and I know a couple of people who've tried them and they say, you know, they taste pretty good. Um, but it just kind of makes me, I compare it to the gluten-free kind of stuff. So people will be gluten-free because they either have celiac and have to stay away from it or have a sensitivity where they just don't tolerate it well. Um, so they don't eat gluten or they'll eat, um, foods that are gluten-free that kind of are substituted with other things. So, you know, the healthiest way to go about doing gluten-free is to not eat anything with gluten, but also don't eat their like, you know, gluten-free alternatives. So like you can only eat crackers because they have wheat in them, but don't also then get the gluten-free crackers just because then they'll have rice flour and you're still eating the same processed stuff. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The healthiest route to go is to just cut out, you know, the processed carbs right completely and that takes care of the gluten but you can find a gluten right you can find a gluten-free donut and that doesn't make you any healthier right so Still my first sugar and whatever. yeah my first impression with these is not that they're any healthier they're just for the people who don't eat meat but that might not be true and the more kind of i've read about it um the more i realize that you know they are looking for a, a maybe a healthier alternative not just a a alternative for the the vegetarian population but at a first my first thought was that it was going to kind of be like a the gluten-free donut of the meat world yep and it to some well let's let's that's a good segue so let's jump in what are these things made of so there's you know a couple different uh manufacturers the Beyond Meat and Impossible Food. Um, And I think they've been around for a little while, but just recently started getting popular. And um, really, the first time I started really hearing about it was with the Whopper. Um, Yep. But (laughs) they are meat alternatives and they they kind of are are plant-based proteins and vegetable oils. So the Beyond Burger will have water, pea protein, um, and then different oils like canola oil, coconut oil, rice protein, cocoa butter. It looks like there's mung bean protein. So that's where they're getting the different um, proteins from. Um, And then a handful of stuff that probably add to the flavor of making it taste like meat. Um, So there's some apple extract and vinegar, lemon juice, pomegranate, fruit powder, beet juice extract for color. Um, so a handful of different things, but I guess the main ingredient is going to be that pea protein, um, and then the oils and then the impossible meat burger, um, is water, soy protein concentrate instead of the pea protein oils, like coconut oil, sunflower oil, and then a small amount of potato protein, yeast, um, food starch, so a couple different, so other soys and then vitamins and minerals, um, yeah, and I saw that. That's that's interesting. That Impossible Meats uh, burger meat, at least, <laughs> has all of these added minerals that you generally tend to see in 
uh, beef, but mm-hmm. Beyond Meat has left them out. And it kind of makes sense to add them if it if there's all things equal and it's not hurting anything, um, because there's a lot of benefits that you get from eating. Right, and I've meat. heard that you know, fine, you can be a vegetarian or a vegan and be eating beans and other things for your source of protein, but um, red meat gives you some vitamins that you can't get from those alternative sources. I think, wasn't it? It's the B vitamins, isn't it? Yeah, B vitamins and iron usually are the main ones. Yep. Yep. So impossible meat, added them in, and beyond meat did not. Right. So how do these compare? Let's kind of dig down into the, and by the way, um, we will post these, um, all this information because it may be, it may be a little challenging to follow um, just on, on the podcast, but we'll post all this information in our show notes on our site. Uh, so let's, let's compare uh, not only Beyond Burger and Impossible Burger, but let's compare those to beef burger in terms of these different vitamins and minerals that are in them. So with the vitamins, um, kind of the B vitamins being thiamine, that's B1, um, riboflavins, B2, um, and then niacin, which is B6. Um, let's see, we have B, niacin and vitamin B6, they're listing there twice. I'm not sure exactly why. B12, folate, choline, all these different things. So for thiamine, interesting, I'm not sure why, but Impossible Burger has 2,350% of your daily value of thiamine or vitamin B1. <laughs> that is so <laughs> that's a lot. Um, and it's not like they're trying to make up for what's in regular beef because regular beef only has 4% of your daily um, daily value of thiamine. So there's a lot of thiamine there. Um, the Beyond Burger, I'll just kind of omit from all of this because it has none of these because it didn't add any of them in. So right. your regular no, no B vitamins whatsoever. Right. And then your beef, like your regular beef, which Impossible Burger is kind of maybe trying to equalize, is gonna have a lot of B twelve. So it has hundred and two percent of your B twelve. It has twelve percent of your choline, um, twenty-three percent of B six, a little bit of folate at two percent. Um, You're talking about regular beef. This is all regular. Yep. Yep. Um, This is just regular beef. And then niacin gets 32%. Riboflavin gets 5%. Um, Let's see. And then the, let me make sure we're not missing any. I think you covered all the B vitamins there for sure. And then thiamine again, 4%. Yeah. So, so that's kind of your typical beef burger. Beyond Burger has not. Which one's at Burger King? Beyond Burger or Impossible Burger? I think it's Impossible. It is Impossible, yeah. So Beyond Burger has none of those, but Impossible Burger, again, has a enormous amount of thiamine, um, 30% riboflavin. Um, so that's more than the 5% beef burger. Yeah, right. much more. About equal on niacin. Um, I'm not going to really talk much on the pantothenic acid um but impossible burger doesn't have any of it and then b6 it has 25 percent versus 23 percent, so pretty close yep. and folate's at 30 percent, so a lot more folate and thiamine um 
than regular beef burger because a regular beef burger only has 2%. Yep. It doesn't have any choline, um, but it has 130% of B12. So a fair amount also of B12. Um, so those are kind of the vitamins. So from a vitamin out. perspective, you know, you'd think that that Impossible Burger would be a better option for you. Right. And thiamine, it's, I, again, I'm, I don't know why it's, it's in such high Off concentration the there, but um, it's used to break down carbohydrates from foods and products um, that we then need to absorb into the body. So I don't know, maybe it has something to do with um, the kind of concentration or the types of carbs in the actual burger. Right. I don't, I don't, right. that's just a well, guess. Yeah, it is. But I did read somewhere along the line that um, there is, so because some vitamins, if you take too many of them, if you get too many of them, they're bad for you. Mm-hmm. But there is no upper limit for thymine, I, I read. So yeah. Yeah. It, it helps with, you know, glucose metabolism and then also with like nerve and muscle and heart cell function. Um, that's your thymine's B1. So it's part of like your full B complex. Complex. Yep. 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 So, so a bunch cool. of vitamins. Um, How about the mineral the, content? And then minerals are stuff like the copper, calcium, iron, magnesium, potassium, phosphorus, selenium, sodium, zinc. Those are the ones that are kind of listed on these nutrition labels. Mm-hmm. Um, so for your regular beef burger, it has a little bit of all of these. The most it has um, is zinc at 45% of your daily value and selenium, 32% of your daily value. Um, the other kind of higher ones are phosphorus and iron. So iron from a beef burger, you get 13% of your daily value of iron um, in your regular beef burger. Yep. And then a little bit of sodium, which interestingly, only 3% sodium. Only 75 milligrams of sodium. Yeah, I think you got to keep in mind with, with the sodium is um, <clears throat> people are salting their burger, presumably. And then condiments are salted. Exactly. Because there's we're, a ton of sodium in a Whopper. Yep, exactly. And and whereas, and it'll be interesting, I wonder, you know, so. But it's just not added to the beef itself. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's a little bit misleading to say, oh, you know, if you look at the chart where, um yeah. Where impossible and, and beyond both have 16% of your daily value of sodium and, and the regular beef burger has 3%. Um, it, I think it's a little misleading, although, you know, it'd be interesting to know how much additional salt gets put on that right. impossible beef whopper. When they're making it and the, and the same condiments that get put on the, right. um, so that, yeah, it could be a lot of salt. So comparatively to the other two types of burgers they both add in um or the meat alternative burgers they both add in 25 percent of iron um so it's a bit more a little bit more than your regular burger but it keeps that mineral there and then calcium it has let's see the impossible burger has 15 percent, and the beyond burger has eight percent versus one percent of calcium in the regular beef burger. So a little bit more, um, no copper in the meat alternative burgers and potassium, eh, kind of equal. The impossible burger has a bit more. Um, so not too, nothing too striking there. The biggest thing I think is that they keep the iron in on both of them. And how big a deal is it that, um, 
the two manufactured burgers don't have any selenium in it and and beef has like 32 percent of your recommended daily allowance um well it depends i guess on what the rest of your diet is yeah. like because fish has some all other other meats you know chicken turkey pork you know, all, all the other meats have selenium in it. So does fish. And then there are, are um, selenium enriched foods. I think for, actually, I can look this up really quick right now. So over 14 years of age, the recommended amount is 55 micrograms of selenium. Yeah. And these have, this has 17 micrograms in the burger. So, yeah. So, uh, and, and what is just if you're deficient in selenium, what, what, what does that put you at risk of? I mean, is it what's, do you know what the, uh, you know, physiological purpose of selenium is? Or am I, am I asking you <laughs> to detail the question there? Well, it does, I think, a, a lot of, a lot of different things. So, if we, if you think about a deficiency specifically, what I think about with a selenium deficiency, um, which usually is going to be in people who don't absorb it well um, or those who, you know, need nutrition given to them an alternative way, like through an IV um, are the ones who we think about being selenium deficient. It's not something where you have to like think about, Oh, did I get enough selenium today? At least not in our society. Um, but yeah. a deficiency. Um, and, and actually I'll, I'll, I'll uh, clue you in, you know, the, 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 uh, the, miracle of the internet um so i was able to do a quick look up and this one says i think this is from webmd um says among healthy people in the u.s selenium deficiencies are uncommon some health conditions such as hiv crohn's disease and others are associated with low selenium levels Mm -hmm. like i don't even know if i can could tell you the like what recommended uh, no not recommended but what a um deficient person insulinium would look like i don't oh. i don't even know but gotcha well and you then... know what i mean like oh that must be selenium deficiency no because we don't see that um but i think it does help with a bunch of different things like cognition and you know yeah. brain activity and thyroid activity and well and this says it has antioxidant properties so that that mm-hmm. I think explains why you've got those, those things, but it also says beware. Some studies suggest that selenium may increase risk of non-melanoma skin cancer. So, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but alternative. For, for as good as those studies are, are, or for as much as those studies are worth, you know, so. So interesting. One hard boiled egg gives you 20 micrograms. So almost half of what your daily value is. And, and more then... than that four ounce b- beef burger. Right. And then like pastas, breads, grains, all those like processed foods that plenty of people are eating um, have are enriched with selenium. So that's another reason why we don't see a deficiency here. And, you know, first world countries is because people are eating the cereals and everything. It looks like maybe there's 40 micrograms per one cup serving of noodles or cereals. So that's almost your whole yeah. Daily value. Yeah. So people just aren't deficient. Baked beans, oatmeal, mushrooms, spinach, lentils, cashews, bananas all also have plenty of selenium in them. So not to answer your question, not, not an issue that, 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 that these don't have it. But but so it's interesting, like on on the things that you kind of, you know, count on red mm-hmm. meat to give you like iron right. and and your B and your B vitamins. Yep. Um, it has. The, 
Impossible Burger definitely. Impossible has Burger them. has yeah. And actually, I uh, the the Beyond Burger has the iron, but not the not the vitamins. Right. Correct. Yeah. Which I don't. I'm sure there's a reason. There, there probably is a reason why we could probably look that up. But it is interesting that they just didn't add add them in there. But from a protein content perspective, they're all pretty much equal for the serving size with about 20 grams of protein, which is a lot. Um, that's per four ounce patty. And then total fat is not all that different either. Um, 18 grams of fat for both the regular beef and the um, Beyond Burger, and then 14 for the Impossible Burger, with saturated fat being six grams, eight grams, and seven grams. And that's Impossible pretty, or Beyond Impossible, and then seven grams for the so regular. pretty close. Yeah. But cholesterol is much higher with the regular because it's animal fats, essentially. Um, So 78 milligrams per four ounce of, I think we're looking at 84% lean beef. Um, So that could be big for somebody like me, let's say, who who has some cholesterol issues. Although, um, and we actually ought to do a podcast on this, um, because there's a, a lot of controversy around the extent to which your dietary cholesterol affects your blood cholesterol. We have talked about this. <laughs> well, we touched podcasts. on it. Have we, <laughs> we touched on it? Have we had a Have we had a podcast specifically on that? I don't. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe, we have. Yeah. We we not just not specifically on cholesterol, but how um, kind of when we did your the study you were in. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, but yeah, so not everyone. Some, and I think what the at the end of the day, some people's dietary cholesterol affects their blood cholesterol levels and other people's doesn't. So some people can eat eggs every day and it not be a problem. Other people can eat eggs every day and it can actually raise your cholesterol, but most people don't know who they are. They're the person who it affects or doesn't affect. I don't think what we found, which I think a lot of studies were looking for is that it doesn't affect us at all. What if, what they found was it doesn't affect some people at all, but other people it still does. And somewhere along the line, I've heard that it's, it's basically that ratio of the population is 30% are affected by their intake mm-hmm. um, of dietary cholesterol and 70% are not. Right. So, but I so, don't know. I don't know if there's a, a necessarily a test. I guess you'd have to, you know, test and eat and test and eat. You um, could do. Yeah. You could probably do a test pretty easily. Um, yeah. Check your lipid levels beforehand and then spend a month or so eating high cholesterol foods um and check it after go back and check in but unlike let's say a, a, a blood glucose test you can't do it at home you gotta right. go to a lab have yeah. blood drawn and all that yeah. fun stuff so. yeah uh so overall from a you know from both a micro and macronutrient perspective um you would think that the impossible burger has some advantages um, and the beyond one, um, maybe not because of the vitamins it's missing, but they both have advantages in terms of that cholesterol piece. Right. So overall it looks like the benefit of them is lower cholesterol, which that's a big concern with eating red meat. Again, there's controversy, but that's the, that's the whole thing is, um, the animal fats. So the cholesterol levels in, in the red meat, and then also plenty of environmental concerns, and, and from a calorie perspective, I'm thinking these are pretty close. The, the, uh, the charts that we we're looking at, I don't think have 
actually don't have calories, but if you just look at well, because uh, calorie, yeah, calories and, are going to come from the fat and right. the carbohydrates and the protein, and it looks like there's a bit more carbs, obviously, in the um, in the meat alternative burgers because a regular burger is not going to have any carbs, um, but the fat's pretty much the same, protein's pretty much the same, all in all. So the yeah, calories look like they'd be pretty similar. And that, that, that is a difference between the Beyond Burger and the Impossible one is, is um, the carbs. Impossible one has like, yeah, three times the carbs. Not a ton of carbs, but three times the carbs. Three carbs, three grams yeah. in the Versus Impossible nine. or in the Beyond and nine. Yeah. So maybe that comes with some of the additives that they have to add to get yeah. the vitamins in there. I don't know. So and, and I guess for people who are like on a keto type diet. That would be... Yeah. But if you're on a keto type diet, you're eating your red meat and not really as worried about it. Uh, Not worried about it. But if you were, well, but you could be, Mm -hmm. you could be a vegan on a keto diet. That's true. That's (laughs) true. Vegan keto. I guess that is possible. Yeah. Challenging, but possible. So, yeah. So Uh, those are the, those are the specifics, which is probably hard to keep up with us going back and forth without looking at the actual chart. Um, But that's kind of the specifics on these what's in these burgers. Yep. No, good, good. Um, yeah. And, and again, we, we, uh, for, for the listeners, go to the, go to the website and check out the, uh, the, the show notes and you'll, uh, you'll, you'll see the actual chart in there as well as a link to, I think we got that from uh, consumerlab.com. So, uh, which actually is a good, really good resource, by the way, for, if you want to know what's, what's in stuff. So, yeah. Um, so, so, you know, part of it is the ingredients. The other part is, okay, how do they make these things? So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I thought it was interesting that one of the differences between Beyond Meat and Impossible Meat is Impossible Meat has a bioengineered symbol on the package. So, um, and, and I guess it, 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 um, there was a law passed back in 2016 in the U.S. that said if you have bioengineered ingredients in your food, you've got you to put this label mm, on yep. it. Yep. Um, so any idea what, what bio – I mean, I can, I can presume what bioengineered food is, is, but do you know what it is? <laughs> oh, um, specifically bioengineered food? No, yeah. but it, just, it makes me think of processed just right processed um but i can look it up and tell you that it looks like okay so that makes sense like corn is you know genetically engineered engineered so that that gmo yeah it's all that kind of stuff so is it the same as gmo it you know no yeah i think it's a little different and then actually if i I read a little further into my notes um which i should have done uh, it says it, it contains two bioengineered ingredients, soy and a can't even uh, leg hemoglobin and soy protein. So okay. these aren't, I think what, it, what, what the bottom line is, these aren't naturally occurring uh, right. ingredients. They're, they're man-made. Yep. Um, whereas I mean, Beyond Meat actually kind of goes, goes a step and, or, or goes to the, uh, effort of 
actually saying on their site, we're not inventing new materials. We're finding <laughs> plant-based equivalents. So I guess for the, for the person that wants less bioengineering, they would, yep. they would opt for the Beyond Meat. Right. Which plenty of people, there's, you know, there's reasons to yep. go that route. Yep. They actually, the Beyond Meat actually site actually says, it's, you know, the way we make it, it's similar to making pasta, <laughs> which, which I've made pasta before, but I've never made it with like the 20 some odd ingredients mm-hmm. that they've got in, in a Beyond Meat. Yeah. Burger. We use like four. So Exactly. Yeah. So um, it's somewhat of a misleading you know, yeah. analogy, I think there. Um, and, but I think, you know, I, I hearken back, Nicole, to that, um, that podcast we did on processed foods yep. and how they're finding they're bad for you. And it's, it's not, you know, necessarily in the ingredients themselves, which like as, as these, you know, process um, or artificial burgers that, you know, the, the ingredients don't raise alarms and they've got mm-hmm. a lot of good nutrients, but the processing of it itself right. leads to some harmful um, biological effects on, on us humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, so that's I think that's a, a red flag in and of itself, um, and, and and something to be be wary of. I will say that um, I I for health reasons I'm eating red meat less these days, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to um, when I do eat red meat, eat grass fed beef. Yep. Yeah. I there's, I I would say that's nothing but beneficial overall yeah, less less stuff in there uh and uh, you know all that well i just and what what brought it home and i know i've, I've mentioned this before is but driving across from denver to to see you in omaha mm-hmm. you drive through these beautiful areas where they have cows grazing on grass <laughs> and then you drive past these big you know industrial mm-hmm. call them cow plants that you can smell five miles before you get to them yep and they are just a muddy poop filled mess yeah mess yep. yes so just just based upon that I, right. I, I i i i keep that picture in my head and that that is well, all the motivation right. i need to, to like educate educate yourself because if it's out of sight out of mind you're not going to really you know yep. you don't want to know the details of it but <laughs> it be you any good Exactly. Now, one other thing um, that is a plus for these um, these artificial meat substitutes is the fact that, and this is according to to Beyond Burger, uh, the the Beyond Burger uses ninety nine percent less water to create because obviously right. cows take a lot of water. Ninety three percent less land, fifty percent less energy, emits ninety percent fewer greenhouse gas emissions. So, so those that's a big deal. It is. Yeah, it's likely it's better, much better for our environment. Which that's a big reason why a lot of people um, are anti, you know, meat in general yeah. is yeah. for environmental reasons. So exactly. it's interesting. Nothing. Uh, we're, we're never going to find the perfect anything, perfect food, the perfect supplement, the perfect whatever. So well, you know, pros well, and cons. <laughs> I, I, I beg to differ. Actually, I don't beg to differ. I, I, but, I, <laughs> but I do raise this possibility. There's. Uh, a newer category of meat <laughs> alternative companies that's appearing that is uh, they, they, they're called cell cultured meat producers. Hmm. 
So they're actually creating, let's say, call it meat in a test tube or whatever. That's, uh, and, yeah, and actually, that sounds appetizing. There are actually companies out there. Um, there's at least three that I found um, that are making animal protein, doesn't require the slaughtering of animals. Um, and it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a bioengineered product, I guess, similar to, you know, those, those bioengineered products in, um, in the impossible burger, but, but mm-hmm. instead of a, a plant mimicking bioengineered product, these are meat bio. So biologically mm-hmm. it's, it's meat. Yep. Okay. Well, so we'll see. And, and there's actually a company called aqua advantage that's doing that's making genetically engineered salmon that's crazy (laughs) so it may be it is it is um but but who knows if you know your your kids teddy and sophia you know but then what about all the gmo anti-gmo yeah well there's you know by then they may find that hey there's, there's nothing wrong with GMO, and right? It's healthier <laughs> than the other stuff. So, uh, yeah. so we'll interesting. See. So the bottom line: if you're concerned with about cholesterol, go with one of these. If you're concerned about the environment, go with one of these alternatives. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're just, uh, you know, trying anti- to stay whole food, <laughs> minimally processed, that sort of thing, I'd say stay away from both and just eat your own. You know. Or not stay away from both, but stay away from like your fast food burger and just get your own grass fed beef and eat clean. Go that way. Yep. That's yeah. that 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 is our mantra. Eat clean. We we should yep. create some t shirts with that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll sell plenty. Yes, I'm sure they already exist. So <laughs> at any rate, good chatting with you. I think we've uh, I think hopefully we've uh, we've educated uh, the listeners a bit and given them uh, some things to think about. And and I'm gonna go out and try to find myself uh yeah, go have one for lunch. Whopper. I'm going to try. We'll see. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. All right. Okay. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks again for listening. You can visit the doctorandad.com. That's spelled T H E D R A N D D A D.com for show notes to any of our podcasts, as well as other useful info on extending health span. Now the legal disclaimer, this podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice, and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. Use of this information in show notes is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Listeners should not, should not disregard or delay taking medical advice or treatment for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their medical professional for any such conditions. We also want you to know that we take no funding from any product or service that may be mentioned on the Doctor and Dad 